TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The Chicago quarterback fields, lines up in the gun, drops back five, right tackle block, winds up, line drive down the field, caught with the leap at the 25, grabbed and running down to the 20-yard line is DJ Moore, and down near the 13-12 yard line, what a throw by Fields! 30-yard field goal trying for the lead, good snap, ball put down, kick is up, the kick is perfect, the kick is perfect! And the Chicago Bears have come from behind to win their first game in the division in 13 tries. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Little feel-good music right here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday. And that's what you're listening to, presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game Illinois.com. Bears defeat the Minnesota Vikings 12 to 10 on a uh, almost last second field goal by Cairo Santos. Had about 10 seconds left on the clock. And then the Vikings just went into <laughs> playground mode, which those, those, those plays at the end are always fun because at some point an offensive lineman has the ball. And he literally has zero idea. What, so it's always. Interesting because the offensive lineman is usually just used to being the biggest human being in every room that he's in. And so in his mind, he always thinks he could just run over everyone to get to the end zone. But then he quickly finds out that's not the case. And then he's like, oh, damn, I got to toss this thing. And he's like, when was the last time I tossed the football backwards? <laughs> and so, uh, but Bears were, it's so funny because even at those last 10 seconds, as a Bears fan, you're still holding your breath. And you're still saying to yourself like, is, is this where they lose? Is this where too I... Too much time on the clock. Too much... T- like, damn. And then when you ran the ball out, first, initially, you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, man, is this it? Is he going to run it back for a tutty? He was too slow, though. I wonder if they regretted that. Um, But we have a... What, what a day we have in store for you uh, here on 670 The Score. Uh, so I'm here for about a little less than an hour. And then I'm going to lead you right into the pregame show with Dustin Rhodes, and then Mully and Hall come on after that. And they have a really, really good show for you. But the se- it all begins in the 7 o'clock hour. That, that 7 to 8 something is like, get get your earbuds out. Get your little he- headphones out. Olin Krutz at 7. Dave wants that at 725. And then DJ Moore at 8. You're going you're gonna to feel like you're a, a, a high schooler again, sitting on your bed listening to the Odyssey app. Like, that's how you should be at work or wherever the hell you're at in those that hour and a half window. But if you missed, don't forget, you can always download the Odyssey app, catch the uh, podcast versions. And they got Brad Biggs jumping on at 9 after that. 
Bernstein and Holmes. They got Jaquan Brisker at 1030. That's going to be a great conversation. Anthony Heron at 12, Tim Jenkins at 1, and then Parkins and Spiegel. They'll talk to Kurt Warner. What was his assessment of Justin Fields after yesterday's performance? Get a chance to hear that at 2.40. Peter King jumps on at 3.30. Mark Grody at 4. And then Jalen Johnson. I said it, man. He was candid about his two drops. You know, what is he going to say after, you know, getting one and then still not being able to come through on the other one? Ugh. 5 o'clock. Got to hear that. Um, but a lot of people were asking because this game was bad. Um, and a lot of people were asking, like, why was this game not flexed out? Bears, Vikings, like. But fortunately for us, Kevin Harlan was on with Mully and Haw uh, yesterday. And he, and he talked to, or excuse me, Joe Buck was on and he, uh, with Parkinson Spiegel, excuse me. And he was talking about why uh, the game wasn't flexed out. Well, I mean, it is Chicago, and uh, meaning it is the Bears. It's a big market, and still a story, and my God, plenty to talk about. And then the Vikings are back in it, and they deserve a lot of credit for where they stand right now in the NFC playoff picture, despite injuries that have seemed to derail many other organizations, uh, in particular the Jets here in 2023, losing a veteran quarterback, they've lost their top wide receiver, maybe the top guy in the game. Uh, They've had injuries across their defense, and yet here they are with Josh Dobbs, a quarterback, at 6-5 and and on the inside of the playoff picture through Week 12. So good for them. They they deserve praise for that. Yeah, they're 5-1 and without Justin Jefferson. (laughs) Got to cut that last part out (laughs) right there. Uh, Shout out Speaks, though. Love that guy. that makes sense, though. Obviously, Chicago market, you know, you're going to get tons of eyes on that. Vikings are or were, you know, at 6-5 and five in the playoffs if the season were to have ended. But I'm sure they regret it now. What a stinker. Just, I mean, unless you like really good defense and turnovers, then it was a great game. Love that game. Uh, and, and if you love field goal kickers, <laughs> then that was your, that was your jam. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that was a brutal game to watch, man. That that, that looked like one that could have been on Thursday night football. Uh, but Joe Buck, um, he continued to talk to the guys. And I'm most certainly continuing to talk to you. Phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Thoughts on the Bears game. Bears, Bears win 12 to 10. But, you know, I've been saying it all night. It's like last year we were losing games and they felt like victories moral victories and this year or last night you know we we won the bears won but it feels like a loss still is that how it feels to you 312-644-6767 and then you know justin fields right i think not only is the coaching staff evaluating um front office i think we as fans are still evaluating justin fields in real time and i'm curious what your thoughts are, are on justin after that game you know, what kind of game was that for you? A lot of people were high on his performance against the Detroit Lions saying like, hey, I'd take a performance like that from Justin Fields every week. Well, you kind of got that this week. Two something in the air, 50 something in the ground. So kind of equated to the same amount, but I don't know if I felt good about that. I'm wondering if you do. Phone lines are open. Uh, but Joe Buck talked about that that evaluation period that I was just mentioning for all of us. And, and and what he thinks is going on uh, with Justin. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know the answer to that because we didn't talk to the GM. We didn't talk to Ryan. We talked to Matt. And and I think Matt Matt's coaching for, you know, his spot. And and I think all these things evolve. All these situations evolve. It's not just the NFL. It's Major League Baseball where it goes from, hey, we're we're doing a little reset here and we're going to develop guys to these guys better start playing good right now because I may not be around when they're quote-unquote developed. And so Matt Eberflus is trying to win every game he can in 2023. And the long-term plan and Drake May and Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., all these names, I don't think they mean anything to Matt Eberflus right now. I think he's all about getting the best out of this team over the last six games, showing the organization and a new president and a relatively new GM that he's the guy going forward. And if you're fields, you're doing the same thing. I'm going to play my tail off. I'm going to stay here. Let them use those great draft picks on people to help us get better instead of on people to replace me. I thought Speaks was going to jump in again. With, <laughs> with you know, Justin Jefferson. Man, yeah. yeah, Or he's going to be like, and the Bears most certainly need to evaluate Justin Fields. And then I'm going to jump off. I mean, he's right. I mean, everybody's playing. You know, they're all playing with that. When Justin Fields, you know, had that fumble when they zoomed in on his face as he's walking off the field, it's just like – I know that he – I am certain that when he makes a mistake of that magnitude, he understands how much press is going to come with that. The moment he makes it, right? It's like if I were to curse right now, right, and, and, and Robbie Triano didn't hit the dump button. Like, I know I'd – I would know it's coming. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Or, oh, my God, it's going to be a pain in my rear end. Justin knows the same thing. And he understands that he has to play at a high level in order to change a lot of opinions of him. Because the haters are out here. So are the, so are the supporters, man. That, there's one thing we've noticed is that there's been a ton of Justin Fields supporters calling the overnight show. That we know for sure. But I feel like the, the chorus of boos was much louder at the beginning of the season. And for whatever reason... Either they're 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 retreating into the bushes like the Homer Simpson meme, and like they're like I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything, you know. Or they just never existed to begin with, and they were just Twitter warriors. But I'm here to say I I I'm still you know still still believe what I believe in. But I know this guy certainly believes the opposite. Uh, phone lines are open. Uh, thoughts on fields. Thoughts on the game. Three one two six forty four. 67-67, it's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday. Let's go out to John. John, what's going on, man? What are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Hey, Gabe, how you been? You know, been good, man. How about you? I'm all right. Listen, I, I thought, to me, Fields played, he played decent, and I'm glad the Bears won. And like I say, he fumbled one time with two hands. At least he was moving forward and he was trying to make something happen. And I think that's what matters. He didn't fumble moving back out of the pocket or anything scrambling backwards. So he was trying to make something happen for the team. Then I like what he did going toward the side. He took the he took the blame. He said it's on me. And that's what a great a great player does. He takes responsibility. He he looked at the cameras and said it was on me. So and then in the end But then he did it again. He did what, <laughs> but that's okay though. 
but he, at least he was trying to make something happen running forward and trying to put the team on his shoulders. So that's what matters. And like I say, in the end, he came through like a great player do. He came through. He stood the test, and that's what matters. He stood the test. John, what did you think about uh, Minnesota after blitzing him all game and the final two minutes? Didn't you think it was weird that they just they, they rushed was, three? Nah, it was weird, that, right? Nah, that was very weird. I thought they were going to at least sit in the house at it. It worked every other time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know what, though, Gate? Sometimes coaches make bad decisions. Yeah. That was but a it, bad decision. But John, John, it was great to see Justin Fields have time, allow the play to develop, let DJ Moore find a soft spot in the zone, and then, you know, cock back and let that thing go because – that that's what you would want to see from Justin Fields more often the the ability to have time in the pocket and really get the ball to his playmaker. That's true. And you know what, Gabe? Let me bring up. Can I bring up one yeah, more thing? Of course. Thing? Of course. Now, if I'm the general manager, I do not draft a quarterback. Not this year. What I would do if we got the number one pick, Gabe, I would do the same thing over again. I would, I would get more draft picks. I will, I will get that wide receiver from Ohio State, and I will build my, get me a nice good left tackle or another offensive lineman, and I will move, I will move forward from there. I will keep and try to pick up another by trading back. I will try to pick up another first rounder this this year, next year, and maybe a second rounder this year to to make up for the one week we already used. John, let me ask you this: Do you like the offense of the Chicago Bears? No, get no. The, 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 to me, I still would fire the coach and the and offensive coordinator. No, no, no but I'm talking uh, about. But I'm uh, talking about. Yeah, no, no. But I'm talking about like the offense, like the ability to put up points. Like no, you know. No. Okay. No, no. It was a bad call game. It really. Everybody could see that they were not making. How you going to go from one side of the field to the other with the same screenplay? They were blowing those screenplays up. They were hitting them guys for when they caught the ball. <laughs> it was bad. At, you know, it got bad at one point. We've been trying to come up. We've been trying to do the remix for the cha-cha slide. And instead of slide to the left, we're going to do screen to the left. Hey, hey, there we go. We got the Getsy slide. The Getsy slide. Screen to the right. Screen to the left. RPO time. You, talk Gabe. to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Hey, I got a question for you, Gabe. Why is the offensive coordinator getting away with what he's doing? And the calls he's calling, why no? Why the general manager is not doing anything? Yeah, John, because I think at this point, you're really your number one priority is not Luke Getzey. It's it's Justin Fields, and so to bring in like even even though I would welcome a new play caller for the last handful of games, you just don't want to risk putting it in the hands of Andrew Janoco and a thirty-four, five-year-old guy to like. To have, like, if you're trying to evaluate Justin Fields, you'd rather just Luke Getze, who understands the offense, and just like, all right, bro, we're just gonna let you call the plays till the end of the season. But wait, man, wait, but wait, Dave, last question: yeah. Why don't you just let Justin Fields call his home play? Yeah, because that's that's nobody does that, unless you're like Tom Brady yeah, or, Pe- or Peyton Manning. Well, or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but, if you're if you're that kind of a quarterback. I think, Gabe, I think he's good enough to call his own plays. Stop. Come on, John. How, how worse can he? John, John, hey, John. Worse, you were making great points. You were making – you're right. Okay, that's funny. How, how worse could he do? That's funny. 
but, but but you you were making great points up until letting Justin Fields call his own call his own plays. <laughs> but but <clears throat> I think you're right. I think the main point you were making though is is how does Luke Getzey able to keep his job week in and week out when we right. as fans or the casual football enthusiasts can watch this game and say this is a poorly called game, right? This it, it lacks creativity. It lacks, you know, downfield agenda. It it it, it lacks, you know, just some diversity. It just there's there's certain things that you, we feel like it lacks, and I think that it's that's an issue week in and week out. But I mean, again, I think it's pro- it, it, at this point. Had they lost yesterday, I think I would have hoped that they would have been able to fire somebody. That's why somebody called yeah. earlier today and was like, uh, "Man, I I really wanted them to lose because I wanted, you know, people to get fired because the." Further, we you know, the sooner we can get that done, the sooner we can move on. Is basically what the person was saying. But uh, how many plays? Did, how many plays did they did they throw down field yesterday? Game? How many? I know it was sad. It was sad to see one. One. It was sad. The, the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears have zero forty-yard pass plays on the season. Zero. That's that, one that's pass, that's one telling. Pass over twenty yards. Game one. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, but you know, it says a lot about the coaching staff and what they think about Justin Fields, right? They they they'd rather call a conservative game and get the victory 12-10 so they can look good than letting your quarterback cook or try to, you know, allow him to throw downfield to get those reps in because they're fearful that that might end up in an interception, which would ultimately end up in a loss. And they're more concerned about the win and dumbing down the game plan than they are in letting him be who he wants to be. That's what it seems like in the present. John, I appreciate the call right, as always, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 of course. Look forward to talking to you again soon. 312-644-6767. Uh, let's take a break. Yeah, all right. We're getting the break call. But uh, we're going to take the calls on the other side. Uh, thoughts on Justin Fields? Uh, did last night's game change your opinion of Justin? Or does it stay the same? You still think he's the man? Or you think that the Bears need to move on? 312 312- Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
Yeah, I mean, at halftime, you know, that was our main message because we've been up at halftime plenty of times. So talk to the team and uh, really emphasize finishing. Of course, we got uh, it got a little bit rocky on those two fumbles. So, um, you know, I had to bounce back. Uh, appreciate, you know, coaches, teammates, you know, pushing me and, um, you know, play, playing a great game tonight. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday, presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Gabe Ramirez kicking things off for you. Uh, been here since 12 o'clock, man, taking calls. Bears fans been heated all day, and I'm still taking calls all the way up to 5 o'clock. 312 644 6767. Scheduled guest for today uh, at 5 o'clock. Pre-game show begins with Dustin Rhodes and then uh, Mully and Haw. The show starts to get hot right around 7, man. Olin Cruz jumps on at 7. Dave wants that at 7.25. DJ Moore at 8. Brad Biggs uh, closes out the show at 9 o'clock. And then Bernstein and Holmes, they got Jaquan Brisker jumping on. That's going to be great. Anthony Heron is hanging out at 12. Tim Jenkins at 1. And then Parkins and Spiegel. You got Kurt Warner at 2.40. Peter King at 3.30. Mark Grody at 4. Jalen Johnson at 5. So a great day. Uh, lined up for you on 670 to score. So make sure you're here listening uh, either on your radio or the Odyssey app. Let's go back out to the phone lines, though. 312-644-6767. Let's go Jim from Lockport. So, Jim, what do you think the Bears should do with Justin Fields? Hey, good morning, Gabe. Um, you know, after watching last night's game, I kind of changed my tune a little bit. He showed a lot of athleticism running around, making plays. I don't think the coaches do him any justice, but from watching the league this year and what everybody has, you know, we got to stop thinking that we're looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. Be happy with what we have. Um, so my, my answer would be I'd keep him. I would do a two-year, three-year, try to get him to a two-, three-year deal at on the cheap, and then after those three years, he might become a better quarterback with more confidence. And then at that point, you can sign him to a bigger contract or – that's when you could really move on from him because you'd have a different coaching staff take a look at him. But he's got some talent there that a lot of these quarterbacks in the league just uh, they don't display right now. And, yeah, he's making some mistakes. And, yeah, he's fumbling the ball. I think all of that's correctable in due time. I mean, I, I agree with the athleticism. There's no doubt about that. I also agree with the fact that the coaching staff doesn't do anything to help him out. Um, I, I think he can be better for sure. I don't know if I'm willing to wait three years to figure it out, you know, or, or willing to risk or pass up an opportunity to take a quarterback for the second year in a row. You know, that's the part that I struggle with, Jim, is that, you know, two number one picks, let's say everything holds true for the Panthers, two number one picks, two years in a row, that never happens. And you you have, you know, the opportunity to take a quarterback that is, like they would say, franchise-altering, and you pass up two years in a row, it just, to me, that just, that doesn't make sense to me. I I totally get that, but look at the Jets, look at Cleveland Browns, look at Carolina Panthers. I'm not saying don't take a quarterback this draft. I wouldn't waste my number one pick on something that's not a, nothing is for sure. Yeah, I think the difference between, I, I, I think the difference between a, a, a Carolina Panthers this year, which we see, right? It looks like the Bears from a couple of years ago where it's like no talent. You know, he's throwing to Adam Thielen. You know, he's, he, he's a terrible – you got 
Chubba Hubbard, you know, is running back. It's a bad team. And and so you see what Bryce Young looks like with a with a with a talent a team that's void of talent. But again, I, I, I the difference there is that the Bears have something in place, right? They do have a, a good defense. They have some components on the offense as well. So I just don't see an issue with allowing Justin Fields to still be the guy. I'm not saying get rid of him, right? I still want Justin Fields to be the starting quarterback next year, but to just be a smart franchise and think about your future. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And I think the quarterback position, which is so valuable in the NFL, to kind of solidify it, right, whether it be with Justin Fields or your backup quarterback, right, to solidify it in that way and knowing that you have two really good options in the event of an injury, in the event of Justin Fields not panning out, like you still have someone there. To me, that's what I'm more concerned about, right? Like I love the Bears, and I want them to be good for the next 10 years. And I'm thinking about how that can be done, and it's about shoring up the quarterback position, you know, in one way or another, and then being able to build around it. But, I mean, I, I get it, Jim. Thank, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call because I, I do understand the, the, the thought of, of keeping fields, right? Because you do like what you have or you should be happy with what you have. But, you know, not everybody feels like that. Uh, that's why we're taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday on the Tuesday. Will, uh, talk to me about Justin Fields. You know, you said we've seen enough, but what have you seen? What is it that you've seen? Well, here's what it is for me. So thank you for taking my call, by the way. I think everybody's talking about what we need to get an evaluation of Justin Fields. We need to evaluate this. We need to take a look at this. There's enough out there. We don't need anything else to evaluate. We've been doing this since we drafted him. Okay? He's had enough time to go out there. And I don't understand. I mean, right now, you're going to, he is what he is. But well, let me ask you this, Will. Let me ask you this, Will, because let me ask you this, because I've, I've been getting a lot of these phone calls all, all night, and they're they're like, yeah, but you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, he, uh, he doesn't have the coaching staff, or he doesn't have enough wide receivers, and the offensive well, line isn't good enough. What do you say to that, Gabe? To counter what you said with the last call, I, uh, you know, I, I do agree. The athleticism is there. There is no doubt in my mind about that. There are things though that uh, no matter how you look at it, there's things you can't coach. How am I going to coach somebody not to turn the ball over? How am I going to coach somebody uh, effectively, especially because we are our own worst worst enemy? How are we actually going to get Justin to deliver the ball? (laughs) He takes so many sacks. (laughs) He doesn't throw the ball away. He hesitates to throw the ball away. I understand he's trying to make a play, and it's also a confidence thing because uh, I heard you also mention about dumbing down the game for what suits Justin. We need to turn the guy loose. That is the only way to get a fair evaluation. But we're not going to be able to fairly evaluate him because our staff is not competent to be able to do that. Well, and they're concerned we're getting blank. some. They're concerned we're getting a victory so they can keep their jobs, right? They they can't afford to to try to see if Justin Fields can handle, you know, you know, some throws downfield and they can't afford that. 
Like they need to win the game. So that's why they're like just run the Justin ball, run the Fields ball. Fields is only throwing two and three yard passes. Yeah, it's if it wasn't for DJ Moore and the excellent yak, he doesn't have a passing game, and that's the problem. I mean, I think our offensive line it, it needs a little tweaking, but it's almost there. I mean, they've done a lot of work to overhaul that thing that used to be a, a revolving door. So he's getting the time back there. He is holding that ball, and that's what's creating these sacks, these strip sacks. He's got to get rid of that ball. And I don't know if you can coach that because – Yeah, I mean, to get, to, get, to get rid of the ball quickly is, is difficult, and that's something that he, he has struggled with. And I, and I often wonder, too, during the game is if they are trying to create that narrative for Justin Fields because they do want to move on from him. So, you know, hey, I don't, you know, I think part of it is that they want to win the game, right? That that to them is the currency. That's what allows them to keep their job if they don't lose to the Minnesota Vikings after, you know, four interceptions on Josh Dobbs, right? So I think in their mind, they're like, we have to win this game or else we're going to get fired tonight, right? And so they're like, how do we do that? Okay, well, let's dumb down this game plan for Justin so he doesn't screw it up. So he doesn't take a, have another sack for a fumble or another or, or his first interception of the day against this defense. Let's dumb it down. That could be part of it. The other part maybe is that they want the narrative to be that Justin Fields can't throw the ball down the field, that Justin Fields can't do those things. So, therefore, we do need someone else that can. Like, we don't know. Interesting, interesting nonetheless, though. Uh, but what we do know is that Justin Fields, despite the, the fumbles, did drive the Bears down the field and put them in a position to win the game via the leg of Cairo Santos, and they did just that. Bears victorious. 12-10 defeating the Minnesota Vikings last night, uh, and we're taking your calls. Let's go to Matt out in Dundee. Um, so, Matt, from this game, you know, a lot of people would say, like, that he didn't sway anyone's opinion in either direction. However people felt about Justin Fields prior to this game is exactly how they feel in the present after it. Well, what do you feel? Yeah, Gabe, hey, thanks for taking my call. So, you know, I watched the game, and, and I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I need to start with that because I like the guy. I think he's got a future in the NFL, but I'm not sure he's a, this QB1 that is going to, you know, set the franchise up for 10 years of success. You've got a quarterback who, in the fourth quarter, fumbled the ball two times in a very key moment, and you're trying to make a comeback. You're trying to score. It's a tight game. It's going to be tough to win in the NFL when you're turning the ball over like that, but I'm not sure this coaching staff is doing him any favors. He's throwing the ball sideline to sideline on screen routes that receivers are all, or that the, um, the DBs are reading because everybody knows that that's what the Bears do. Um, Troy Aikman last night kind of joked about it. He's like, well, he saw that one coming. He almost threw a pick six <laughs> he did. at the end. Um, and so when Justin Fields puts the ball on the ground, that doesn't tell me that he knows how to secure the ball. The athleticism is amazing. And how many times did he? How many times did he throw it into the chest of a defensive lineman yesterday? Right, a couple times. He had a couple, a couple Way passes. Too many. Yeah. Way too many. So if we're trying to evaluate Justin Fields as the future of the franchise, it, it's almost like two different guys. You know, the first couple of games of the season, he was looking like a different guy. Um, then there was the two games right before he got hurt where he threw for, what, 800 yards and four touchdowns and looked like the stud quarterback that we want for the future, gets hurt, comes back, and looks like a totally different guy. I'm not really sure what happened last night to make him, you know, not throw the ball down the field other than the bad play calling, but 
you know, this coaching staff really needs to, to open up the playbook. They're not going to be here next year or the year after that either way. I, don't, I mean, their job needs to be, number one, develop Justin Fields. That should be number one. Winning these football games is almost counterintuitive because we need to get a higher draft pick. We're not going to make the playoffs. That's out of the question yeah. for a long time. So, but I think like I'm the opportunity sure cost. I think, I, yeah, because I think if you try to develop Justin Fields, the opportunity causes losses, which then results in firings. And I think that's what the trade-off is in, in in that situation. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation to be in, Matt. You know, when you're thinking about the evaluation of Justin Fields and 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 what you can see, because the big issue, right, and and why there is such a divide on Justin Fields is because there are really good moments. Like, the throw to DJ Moore was a laser. It was great. His athleticism, getting out of, like, to avoid sacks, I mean, like, I've never seen that before. So there are things you can point to that are exceptional. But then there are the blunders that are equally as devastating as, they, as those other plays are exciting. The two fumbles while you're like, getting sacked is just unacceptable, right? Unacceptable. The, you know, some of the some of the decision making was 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 very poor, and the inability to put points on the board after a turnover. Like you gotta you gotta get points on the board. You gotta get a tutty, tutty. You need that. But you know, again, I think that's why people are on the fence because he shows you flashes of both, and. And, and people that are negative on fields harp on the bad plays, and, and people that are high on fields, you know, harp on the positive ones and a little bit of blame on what's lacking. I just feel like when he messes up, he royally messes up. Like, fields messes up at the worst time, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the ball is flown in the air, like it, like yeah. he slipped on a banana peel. And you're like, oh, my, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's going to get in his own way. And that was an issue where more, more often I felt, I was just in the last two games. It's been this way. We're on third down in whatever the goal, the the yardage is to go. I'm nervous. If it's third and two. I'm like, damn, is this to play Justin Fields? You know, throws a bad pass or incomplete. You know, what's going to happen here? Can he hit the guy on the five yard route? Like, you know, is he going to run? Is he going to get stuffed? Are the Bears going to call a run play here? Is it going to be another screen? Like, I'm too nervous. I want to feel confident and comfortable. When when you saw T.J. Hawkinson get that touchdown and you knew Justin Fields had to get a, a game-winning drive, did you have trust in Justin Fields to do that, though? I thought I thought Justin Fields, I thought they would because that's just like what the Bears would do, you know? Like, not lose so that everybody can keep their jobs. It was like such a Bears thing to do, right? Where like everyone wants the loss to happen. Like if it's gonna make it gonna make it hurt, rip it off right now. Lose. So we can fire everybody. This is great. Let's go. This is the best bearish thing to happen. And then they're like, nah, we're gonna kick this field goal so we can have you live in misery for a little bit. So that well, we can win this game, but it still feels like a loss. They just keep stringing you along. It's exactly what happened. A dub that felt like a loss. Somehow, some way, I lost that game. And I don't even know how that happened. All right, uh, let's take some more phone calls before uh, this thing is over. Going to be hanging out with you guys till 5 o'clock. So phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. And don't forget the pregame show starting in just under a half an hour with Dustin Rhodes and then some heavy hitters on 670 to score today. 7 a.m. Olin Crude, 725 Dave Wanstat, 8 a.m. DJ Moore. Wow, every time I say that, I'm just like, wow. 
Jaquan Brisker jumps on at 10.30, and then Jalen Johnson at 5 with a whole bunch of studs sprinkled in between those interviews. Make sure you're here for it, all right? Uh, Again, taking your phone calls, though. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tick down, 30-yard try, in essence, to win it for Cairo Santos. Play clock at four, good snap, good hold, good kick. Bears are back on top with 10 seconds to go. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It's uh, Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, got a few more minutes with you. Going to be taking some more phone calls. I uh, got some lines open 312 644 6767. Bears defeat the Minnesota Vikings 12 to 10. Got a lot to talk about on the on, uh, station today. Got some really great guests scattered throughout the day. DJ Moore. Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson, three current Bears, three opportunities for you to hear firsthand what they thought of the game. Uh, first up, 8 o'clock with DJ Moore, Jaquan Brisker at 10.30, and then Jalen Johnson at 5 p.m. Uh, it's going to be great. I got a couple stats for you uh, that I want to tell you where the Bears are uh, at the top of the league and then where they're at the bottom of the league. I'll let you know that after a couple of phone calls. Let's go to Mac out in Inglewood. Mac, we're watching this game, and obviously there's some things we can point to where the Bears need improvement. What was that for you? Where do you think that was? Well, uh, the Bears need uh, improvement basically on the offensive line. My main question is, don't nobody seem to understand that how can you have a pocket passer if you don't have pocket protection? When the brother do get a uh, lip protection, you know, but he be under so much pressure all the time. You know, he 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 probably he that's one of the reasons why he fumble. But nobody seems to understand why he fumble or why he throw interceptions. Uh, nobody talking about evaluating the offensive line or the defensive line. Why is that? Seems like everybody just want to make fields look bad. Is that? I hope that's not the case. No, Mac, Mac but, I, think, I think you're right. I think, you know, the offensive line can use improvement, and I think a lot of people talk about that, right? Beginning with the center position. Uh, the Bears have had an inadequate center trying to help operate the offense for, for a while now. That's what it seems like, Mac. So you, you look there. I think the right guard position with Nate Davis, nobody really is interested in bringing him back next year. So you got a hole there. You know, you got Tevin Jenkins. You're not necessarily sure where you're going to put him. So I would say two out of the three, or excuse me, two out of the five uh, positions on the offensive line certainly need an upgrade. And I think people do talk about that often. But do you think, did you think that the offensive line had a bad game yesterday? They they, they should have had a better game and okay, it, take some of the pressure off the field. That's all I'm saying. I'm not putting everything on the line or field, but, you know, you got to have a balance uh, offense and defense, and the quarterback can do a better job. But you're talking about uh, getting another quarterback, but another quarterback ain't going to help a broke offensive line. 
you know, and nobody seemed to understand that. You know, you all don't talk about that. You know, what? why is that? You seem like you just want to drive fields out of town, you know, and I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Talk about the real issues. You know, I don't know, maybe you all afraid of the ownership coming after you all if you all address the real issues. I don't know, but somebody need to talk about the real problem. It ain't all fields. I hear you, Mac. I hear you, Mac, and I want to be very clear. They don't pay my bills, so I'm not fearful of no McCaskey coming and getting my job. Oh, actually, for the Bears on Fox. Good, good, damn. When I'm on Fox, Mac, I do speak nicely about the Bears. I got to be very honest. But when I'm on the score, I can speak however I want. But I, I don't think you're giving us specifically here on the score enough credit. I think we most certainly talk about all the other issues, including the coaching staff, including the void of talent on the offensive line, mixed in with a Justin Fields, right? I don't think it's just Justin Fields and nobody else. I think the blame gets spread around. I think a lot of it is on Justin because – you know, we do see inefficiencies and have seen it consistently for the, the years that he's been, you know, operating the Bears offense, regardless of the talent around him. But I think we, we I, but to your point, though, Mac, I think we most certainly, you know, spread the blame around. We're not saying that Justin Fields sucks and the offensive line is great and Lou Getze deserves a head coaching job. No one's saying that. It's, it's Lou Getze is, for me, Lou Getze is, is just. <laughs> There are better options out there. I don't want to say he's terrible. I used that word earlier, and that's actually pretty mean. But there are better options out there for an offensive coordinator, for a play caller for the Chicago Bears. I'll say that about Luke Getze. Uh, when it comes to the offensive line, yeah, there are upgrades. But let's be fair, right? Like, Ryan Poles has upgraded the offensive line. That is without question, right? And where it will be next year It'll be better. It'll be better, right? They're going to spend one of those top two picks on an offensive lineman. So unequivocally, you're going to have one of the top one or two offensive linemen that is coming out this draft blocking for the Chicago Bears. So the offensive line is going to improve. You're going to, and then it just depends on what they do with those other picks, right? What are they going to do with those other picks? How are they going to address the needs of the Chicago Bears? And is that going to, you know, end up being a quarterback? And again, I, I, you know, Mac, when you talk about, you know, running Justin Fields out of town, it's not I, – I, I think there's a level of d- defensiveness that comes in a level of it. That's not saying that's what it's built on. I'm saying there's a level of it when, you know, you try to assess a situation fairly. I think it's okay to look at the quarterback and say, right, this guy – I, I can do just the same way we can have upgrades on the offensive line, just like we can have a, a better play caller uh, as the OC. You can look at the game and say, hmm, I want a better quarterback, right? I think that's fair. I, I, we can't just say we want a better offensive line and then it's not okay to say you want a better quarterback. Why do you say you want a better offensive line? Because there's moments that you looked at, Mac, and you said they sucked, right? Like, I don't know who number 52 is, but that time he's like, Whoop, little spin move right to the backfield and almost killed Justin Fields while he held him up. But the other guy came to, like, yeah, we can point to moments where the offensive line is bad, but there were also moments where the offensive line was really good. And that's the same thing for Justin Fields, where there's moments where he's bad and there's moments where he's good, where he's good, but you can still say, I'd rather have a, a different quarterback that could potentially have more, more good than bad. And I think that's fair, right? 
But again, I don't think you're giving us enough credit here on the score. I think everyone uh, is, is spreading that blame evenly. Or not evenly, but spreading it out, I would say that. Uh, still taking a couple more phone calls, though. 312-644-6767. Uh, Robbie Triano producing today. You got that cut on You got that cut on Kevin Warren still up there? All right. Because um, a lot of people are... Are, are wondering what his role is going to be this offseason, where they're talking about cleaning house completely, where Kevin Warren, you hear rumors about him wanting to be more involved in the football side of things. What does that actually mean? Joe Buck talked a little bit about that with Parkins and Spiegel, and just on Kevin Warren as a whole. No, I, I know a lot of people who do. I know a lot of people, you know, just at ESPN alone, and then the deal he did with the people at Fox, I know a lot about him, but for me to say we've hung out would be a complete lie. I, I don't know him. I hope to meet him at some point. Uh, this is our first Bears game, obviously, of the year. Mm-hmm. It's a road game, uh, but I'm, you know, I'll go down on the field tonight. I'll be around. If, if he's here, great. If not, I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point here, but I've heard nothing but good things. I've heard, I mean, he put together you know, this deal with the Big Ten. I know he's dealt with television networks. I, I think he, he was a great hire, and and again, I mean, the allegiance thing is is interesting because yeah. this GM didn't draft this quarterback, and this president didn't hire this GM. So there there's a lot of stuff at play here, and it's why I legitimately do believe that these last six games are every bit the tryout uh, that that people think and hope they are. It's most certainly a telenovela, soap opera that we just cannot stop watching. And we will continue to watch it and see what moves the Chicago Bears team makes. Uh, let's take one last call. Kevin, uh, I, I think we all can agree, if there's, one, if there's people on the fence about Justin Fields and whether he's, he's the man moving forward or not, uh, I think we all can agree that it shouldn't be Luke Getze, uh, regardless of who's under center. Call in the play. Morning, Gabe. What up? Uh, I'm sorry, last night showed one thing, and that, that is, yeah, Luke Getze is horrible. How many times do you think you're going to get away with a little wide receiver smoke screen? I know that Equiminius St. Brown missed a couple of blocks on it, and, you, like, if it's blocked up well, it can work, but good God, you know what this kid can do. Get the ball downfield. Give him the chance. It is so frustrating. I don't think there's any way to tell what Justin Fields' true ability is as long as Getsy's dumb butt is back there calling plays. Yeah, thanks for the call, Kevin. We've been saying it all night. Somebody got to do a remix. Somebody got to do a remix. Hey, it's the Getsy, the Getsy slide instead of the cha-cha slide. And then you got to be like, let it play. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Casper. He's no longer with us. He's not here. Screen to the left. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. Hey, clap, 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 clap your hands. Sorry, cut it. Oh, man. Screen to the left. Screen to the right. Darnell Mooney this time. <laughs> DJ Moore this time. Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott. Roshan. Roshan. Oh, man. Uh, what a show today, man. Great stuff. Man, a good five hours, man. It's the longest shift on the score. Nobody else does five hours. This, this is a good one. This is a doozy. 
And shout out to all the callers, man, that made this thing fly by. Uh, it was absolutely great being able to talk with all of you. I got to thank Robbie Triano for hanging out today. Excellent job today, senor. Want to thank Chris Emma for jumping on. Middle of the night, making his presence felt. That's always a good one. Uh, and your presence is needed all day today on the score because we have a great, great lineup for you. All day today, we got the heavy hitters coming out for you. Uh, in about seven minutes, Dustin Rhodes is jumping on. Hit you with the pregame show, all the highlights, everything you need to know about what's going on and coming up. And then he'll hand it off to Mully and Haw, who have four guests that, man, that's the way you should start your morning. Olin Krutz at 7. Dave Wanstead, the coach, 725. And then DJ Moore. 11 catches DJ Moore is going to be jumping on at 8 o'clock. And then Brad Biggs, of course, rounding things out for the guys at 9. Then Bernstein and Holmes. They got Jaquan Brisker at 10.30. Anthony Heron at 12. Tim Jenkins at 1. And then Parkins and Spiegel, they rounded out. Kurt Warner at 2.40. Peter King at 3.30. And Mark Grody at 4. And then finally, Jalen Johnson. Wow. Set an alarm for that. Jalen Johnson is going to be on talking about his performance last night as well. It's going to be a great one. And it has been. Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday presented by BC Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time, which will be Wednesday. Uh, with Clay Harbor, 6 to 9, right here on The Score. Make sure you're here for that. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.